You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. It's January 26th. 2023, and you're listening to episode 320 of PHP Ugly, a weekly developer podcast where we focus on the PHP programming language and community. We stream live every Thursday night around 9 p.m. Pacific time here in the U.S., and you can come join us, be part of the live stream by popping into our Discord at discord.phpugly.com. And just hang out with us. We're there all week long, but it's cool. Uh, before we kick off, we'd like to thank a couple of people. We have uh, Honey Badger is going to be sponsoring this show this week. And, of course, our patrons on Patreon. And we'll talk about all of them a little later. For now, I am your host, Eric Van Johnson. And with me this week are my two friends, John Congdon. And lurking in Discord is the king of chess right now, Ben Ramsey. But we won't mention him because we know how you like that. I like that you <laughs> focused on the theory behind the podcast, but not the actual content. Well, yeah, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to get them to turn us off too soon. I don't want them changing the channel too quickly. Well, I you've got that was actually pretty good on YouTube. Right? You have to have that 30 second buffer. We can't say any expletives. In that in that first thirty seconds, well, that's why mm-hmm. I, I've ha- I have that whole starting soon going so long now. I figure that gives us the extra <laughs> time. <laughs> wait, wait, is there an actual thing there? What are you talking about? Oh yeah, no, uh, you oh, wait, YouTube wait, wait. decided at random to change their monetization scheme for uh, everyone going forward and going back in time. So if your video previously had uh, naughty words in the first 30 seconds, you just lost monetization without notice. But why 30 seconds? What is, what is the significance of that? That's a great question. <laughs> Moving on. I hate, <laughs> I hate big bureaucracy. That's for damn sure. Yeah, me too. All right. I want to hold off on John for a little bit. I don't know how much John is willing to share with us this week, but we don't want to talk about John's week quite yet. Tom, how was your week? <laughs> My week, this is, we're recording on Thursday. My week is just starting. What? How is that? I close on my house tomorrow. Uh, I did almost dox myself in the Discord channel earlier. So if if you want to find out where Tom drunkenly posts his actual address, the place to go is discord.phpigly.com. Uh, if you want to know where I do it, buy an elephant on phparch.com. And... Yeah, it's just right there on the label. Yeah. Uh, you know... Uh, 
we have a lot of plans for the house. It all kicks off the moment we get the keys. I am terrified. Maybe. No, you're not terrified. It, excited. I'm. I, I, that is excitement. That is not terrified. You don't understand emotion. That is excitement that you're feeling. <laughs> Way to call me out. <laughs> I, I do also have difficulty <laughs> with understanding emotion. However, I'm pretty sure I am excited and or scared. No, that those go hand in hand when buying a house for sure. Yeah, it's uh um I I have plans for like the next 3 weeks down to like the hour of the day it is a uh, kind of a bizarre lifestyle to live where you have everything in boxes i'm not sure if you can see that much behind me there's nothing all the things that were here are gone and my cats are cowering at my feet as per usual cuz they don't understand yeah so Doing that, and then I have a I have a big release that's due on Monday, which I took off. So I'm pretty sure I will be working on a day that I took off, which is not unusual for any of us in the tech industry. But hey, you uh, just went totally out of focus there, Tom. I don't know if you, I don't know if it's just like you sweating and like fogging up here. <laughs> Give a little little rub rub there. Uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of work stuff going on, a lot of uh, house stuff going on. I have three teenagers, so that's a sort of a consistent thing. But uh, in a good mood, Eric. Since despite, despite being terrified, I was, was, was going to say I was waiting for what came after that. <laughs> in a good mood. In a good mood. It's so weird to hear from you. <laughs> Uh, so since we're not cutting over to John, Eric, how is your week? It went. It, it's been going okay. Um, I've been uh, a lot of lot of things happening. A uh, lot going on with the with the co- conference, and you know, trying to get things organized with the conference. So that's always exciting. Um, yeah, just kind of fun stuff. I spent a good amount of time, probably more time than I'm proud to admit setting up the uh, the toast cam that I, I had promised Discord we would have this week. And, of course, she won't lay in her her bed, but at least she, she came into the office finally. So that was... Uh, she's bigger than I thought she was. Yeah, I mean, she's, uh, she's small compared to her other dog, but she's so thick. I mean, she is like... She's got weight to her. I, we She was just weighed... Uh, we took her in... Uh, to the vet last week and she's just under 80 pounds. She's like 78 pounds or something. And uh, she's just, she's, she's a little man. She's got a lot of puppy stutters and I'm, I'm waiting for it to, to wear out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna Good luck with that. She's, she's so, a foster, my, right? Yeah. 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 Temporary foster. Yeah, yeah. Temporary uh, foster for the next like 15 years. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're gonna find a forever home for her. Any moment now, any moment. I think you already have. <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, besides that, uh, work has been going well. Um, it's funny because I've kind of, I've kind of become full time back on a client and the client knows that now, like knows I'm full time. And I feel like they, they pull me in like 50 different directions and, <clears throat> you know, I just, I kind of, I, I I had a pretty good run there where all I was doing was focused on coding and coding for, for a different client. Not, not the one that, uh, that I'm currently working with. And yeah, I kind of missed that, (laughs) but, but it's good. It's good to be back with this, with this, with this other client. Uh, I like that. I like that. They know you're full time on it. And when they schedule a meeting, it's John is optional. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah so it's good because they, they've got a lot of uh what's, what's what's the saying irons in the coal and um irons in the fire and so they they're always working on a bunch of different things so that's that's always fun oh and a couple of weeks ago uh i picked up the the 3d printer from john john gave me the 3d printer and <laughs> Uh, initially we thought, you know, the whole idea was to put it in my garage. Um, but you know, when I went and picked it up, I didn't have the garage ready for it. we my wife and I foolishly thought, well, we'll just put it up in her office, which of course is on the second floor. It's not like my office that's on the first floor directly outside the garage. No, we took it to the complete other side of the house <laughs> upstairs. The other wing. Yeah. And, uh, and I got to be honest, John, that thing was way bigger, way heavier than I thought, thought it was. I mean, my God, that thing was so big. So we get it up there, and it's just, it's just too big for office. Like, the table we have it on, it's barely fitting on the table, and there's no way to open the doors. It was overhanging this little thing I have behind me. Yeah, it's crazy it was, big. It's huge. So the last weekend, I finally got my garage in, into a shape where I could move it into the garage. And, uh, yeah, I've been going crazy ever since. I started, I started 3D printing today. So I wasn't so interested in 3D printing. Like I, I feel like I had moved on from that, you know, wanting to do 3D printing. I was really interested in the laser etching. And that's what had started our conversation with John and I was – I was asking his advice on what I should be looking for. And he's like, well, just come take this. So I got to, you know, I, I shared on Twitter. I, I did my little 3D print of PHP tech uh, on my Laser wood. print. Ooh. Laser edge. Oh, I'm sorry. Laser edge. Uh, laser edge of uh, PHP tech. Unfortunately, our cameras don't auto zoom, so you can't. But uh, I was really happy with how that came out. I'm like, wow, that looks really good. Try, I, try it on the toast cam. See if it auto focuses. Oh yeah, toast cam, toast cam. Uh, yeah, right there. there you go, but you got to switch the cam. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right. You're right. Oh, there you go. Where's the toast cam? There you go. <laughs> hey man, this toast cam's working I, out. I regret every day having given you this power. <laughs> but uh, I'm really liking. You know, I, I didn't get it centered correctly, and I had already learned like a couple things. This was literally the first thing I tried, but um, I, I decided last night. I'm like, well, I want to go ahead and try to print something um, because the 
it's hard to explain, but the bed that the laser etching goes on, you have to put these little rubber gaskets in place to hold it. And one of the th- videos I saw is the guy's like, yeah, if you have the snap maker, you know, uh, print these pins for your laser etcher. They're way better than the laser gas, the gaskets they give you. So I'm like, Oh, oh really? Shit. I really want that. So I, I, I hooked that up. And of course, what's it called? Thingverse or Thingiverse. Thingiverse. Yeah. Thingiverse. Oh, forget about it, man. <laughs> I, I'm like, I printed up the first, actually the first thing I printed up was this little pot top holder for, uh, the kitchen and it came out like really well i mean there was like some funkiness to it but you know all in all i'm like hey i mean it only took seven hours i mean yeah sure i could <laughs> run to lowe's i could have probably bought one for cheaper came back installed it going back to lowe's get some screws and come back and all the time it printed but it printed and uh, it was cool. But then I printed up my little tabs. Now I'm debating whether I want to switch back to the etcher or not. But And and thus, the cycle of printing three things and then giving it to someone else continues. I don't know. No, I so. printed a lot more than three things. Yeah. And now, now I want to print a stand because I think you have the same monitor arms I have. Mm-hmm. I want to print a thing that goes on the monitor arm for the cameras that we have now. I... I can tell you so, absolutely the first thing you want to do when you give someone else a 3D printer is teach them how to use it. And the second thing you want to do is to buy a new 3D printer. Do, <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember in the 90s when the joke was that a computer is obsolete as soon as you buy it? Like you buy a computer and then it's, yeah. ob- it's quote unquote obsolete. Now that, that era is gone. Like you buy a computer now, it's good for probably 10 years. But 3D printers, the moment you buy a 3D printer, there's a GoFundMe that's like, hey, what about this? Have you thought about this? <laughs> look, look at these bells and whistles that you're missing on yours. There was, a, there was a 3D printer convention this week where they showed off an induction coil-based hot end. And I was like, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I, need, I that. need that right now. I don't currently have a 3D printer and thought about buying that hot end. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just to have it. Just like a part. It's like buying, buying a carburetor for a car I don't have. Sure, I'll do that. I, I have to say, I've been watching a lot of videos on 3D printing. And there's only like one 3D printer I, I've seen that I'm like, well... That would have been nice to have. Besides that, everything else, the 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 one that John got was what was it, John? The Snapmaker? Snap Snapmaker 2. Yeah, Snapmaker 2. It still seems to be like one of the in my opinion, it still seems to be one of the top dogs for like hobbyist printing goes. Well, it's it's the fact that it does the 3D printing, the laser etching, and the CNC. Mm-hmm. Switching between the modules isn't as seamless as I would have liked. Yeah, I so I got to experience that. It's like, yeah, this this kind of sucks. It's not bad, but it's it's not like it's not. Oh, take this thing out, put it another one in. It's like I forget eight, sixteen screws to take out, put back in. The, between the bed and and the actual module, and, yeah, 
Oh, the bed. I forgot about the bed. That's like 25 <laughs> screws right there. No, and then you got to level it. And, no, I, 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 like I said, I watched That's this a lot. I watched this 3D printing conference, and they had a large format printer that printed out a BMW bumper. And I was just like, God, I might need that someday, though. Right? I mean, like, the, the, you know, the kids are going to get in an accident at some point. Yeah. If you just print out the car parts, I'd be all right. Yeah, I've got I've got these four cars, and it's it's forty five thousand dollars. If I divide that by the number of accidents they're going to have, like that kind of makes sense. Oh, Tosa's in her bed. Yeah, uh, the the only one that that I I've been kind of like, well, that would be nice to have. And, well, I say that John brings up the the switching the modules. I did see one where the modules just like is is hitting a button, popping off and popping on. That that would be that would be nice. But oh, sure, really- that's that's nice. But then there's like a forty five minute Blender tutorial on how to make a three D object. Yeah, and I'm like, nah, I don't have the time. Like actual <laughs> actual functional stuff that I could fix around my house. No, like, I did that. Twenty five minutes. I could be watching like SciShow. I did that tonight. I did that tonight because uh, the wife has a cricket. I don't know if you know what a cricket is, but mm. it makes these. Uh, uh, I know what you mean. Logo. It's a it's a surcut. Yeah. So, Beck, uh, my wife asked me for a stencil of the tech logo i'm like well i don't i don't have a stencil and she looked me straight in the eyes and said can't you print one (laughs) i'm like i might be able to do that so i i actually spent a good amount of time tonight figuring out how to make a stencil from the image that i can then turn into something that i could print and i almost have it done so i'm kind of excited about that (laughs) What is your? Uh, I'm sorry to all the attendees of PHP Tech. Yeah, what is your? What is your price? Per hour? What is your Diego Dev price per hour? And how much have you spent learning how to make a cut out? Of He's something? having fun. He's Diego doing Dev, something outside uh, of work. Is no, He's no, good. no, no dollars an hour because there is no Diego Dev anymore. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw that I well. officially, I officially made the first payroll from php architect to all the employees today so while they technically technically have been php architect employees for two weeks i officially made payroll today right in time for tax season i noticed the the uh (laughs) the message in slack was very much like okay i'm i'm doing payroll through php architect uh let's see what happens (laughs) well it's because our the four hundred one k is still in limbo, and I'm like, crap! Like, I don't, but I can't. I got to do something. I got to pay you. I can't wait for it to finish. Yeah, no, that I, sucks. I, I saw that pains. the uh, the frequently fired Kalen did complain about a one dollar ten ninety nine or uh, one dollar. That was not K. that was not Kalen. Was not Kalen. Kalen Kalen doesn't even live in this country. Caitlin doesn't pay taxes. That that was another employee that complained about that. But it was a funny complaint. <laughs> because uh, they, they got a W-2 for a dollar. Yeah, because <laughs> as we were doing the cut over, John did some testing and paid everybody apparently a dollar on PHP Architect's account. And 
everybody got a W two for it. <laughs> so to switch to get all of the uh, benefits or the health insurance cut over, they had to see that we were legitimately set up as a business. I guess I don't know. That's what I was told to do. They're like, you have to pay everybody something. Pay them a dollar. I'm like, okay. I mean, I I can't blame you. Here's, I, here's your bonus. Here's a dollar bonus. Congratulations. I was told on Wednesday that I needed a cashier's check for the closing costs. Right. On Thursday. A cashier's check or a... Yeah, a cashier's check. Bank, bank check. What? That's the same. I, I, I was... Uh, mine was a... Actually, what was mine? Yeah, I think Jen's right. I don't think it's a cashier's check because it was very specific about hey, you you know, call and make sure you know call this company before you send them the the money to make sure that the account number is correct. And yeah, so that's not so that's a that's a wire transfer. Yeah, that must have been what we did. So we we have to get a we have to get a cashier's check, and and then we met with our. Uh, insurance agent and they didn't have proper coverage for the uh, equipment at my house that is owned by my company, my employer. So we increased that, which was like a $10 a year uh, difference. So like, yeah, of course I'm going to cover that. But that meant that my closing costs changed by like $7. And, and you, you'd already sent them the money? We'd already went to the bank, got the check, and they're like, we need a different check to cover that (laughs) $6.85. And I was like, do you, though? Do you? With the amount I'm spending right now, you need $7. Yeah. $6.85. What if if I just bring in and out to the meeting? (laughs) Can we call it even? I'll bring you a shake. Yeah. So no, we have to get a second cashier's check for something like eight dollars and something cents. Oh, gosh! And now I'm I'm grateful for the whole like mortgage process because our taxes and our insurance are rolled into the mortgage payment, so I don't have to like write a five dollar check every month for this one thing. But requiring a cashier's check for eight bucks, give me a break. <laughs> I, All right. Important news. Ben wants to know what the uh, federal withholding on the dollar is. And it turns out it's like six cents. <laughs> this one person, Social Security, six cents, Medicare, one cent. Feudal one cent and the California SUI uh, five cents. Oh, 13 cents. And my, my wife today got her 1099 and was like, Oh, honey, here's the 1099. And I was like, What the fuck do you mean 1099? Do you know how much work that is? We just had two W2s. Uh, the what, tax. What? Why are they getting 1099? Because the, you can't like quicken a 1099. You have to do a bunch of legwork for how much you owe for that. 
even though the IRS already knows how much you owe for that. Uh, I'm so tired of taxes. Why am I buying a house? Why am I? <laughs> why am I doing this at all? All right. I, Good I question. I, I don't know how much how much of the story we're going to get, but John, how was your week? How was my week? Can I start with Tuesday? I don't see why not. Tuesday was amazing. I got my my personal record of flying at my local my little hill here called Little Black. Flew for thirty eight glorious minutes. I went from launch, got up to the towers, which is 600 feet above launch. Phenomenal. Had so much fun just cruising mm-hmm. around. I probably could have stayed up longer, but I already felt like I was like, should have been back at work by the time I was anywhere near getting down. Pissed off that my GoPro decided it just didn't want to work. So I, I did one six minute flight. I didn't get a, I didn't get any lift it landed and I'm like, I don't think this thing turned on. So I took it off my helmet. I'm looking at it. Like I kept hitting power. It wasn't powering on. I held it down. I heard a beep and it finally turned on and it had like 68% power or battery. I'm like, okay, it's working. This is fine. To hike back up, try starting it again before my flight and it wouldn't turn on. I'm like, crap. It just no good video from the flight. Pissed off. But personal record. Phenomenal flight. Loved it. Tuesday night, went to a scout meeting for my kids, which was great. My kid did uh, was part of the color guard, got to march the flag up and do all that stuff. And I saw this guy there that, I mean, I know him as a, uh, a husband of one of my wife's friends. I know him. We've talked plenty of times. There's been plenty of times where he said, Hey, the next time you go flying, let me know. I want, I want to do this. Uh, last sometime last year, it was in the future. I want to do it. And then he got to a point where, Hey, once I get past this deal that he's was working on, he wanted to do it. Often when I go, it's last minute. So I never invite him. But anyway, I saw him there. I didn't get a chance to say hi. By the time the scout thing had finished, he was gone. I didn't see him. And I find out today, so this was Tuesday, today's Thursday. I found out today he died yesterday. Out of nowhere, he's gone. And I feel like crap. Like, I saw him there. Like, I didn't go say hi to him, not on purpose. He just... I saw him, and then by the time scouting ended, he was gone. I didn't, I didn't go say hi to him. Whether he was feeling something and he decided to go home, I don't know. But I didn't get a chance to talk to him at that point, and I can't imagine what his family is going through right now. Like, mm-hmm. wife, he has two kids. In my one is uh, in first grade, like my youngest, the others in third, just one grade above my oldest. And it's just, it's crazy. It's like, I don't understand what happened. And I don't know that they do either. There's no like clear cut. Here's what happened. So that was just weird news today. On top of that, there's 
stuff with uh, one of our clients that I, it's been a rough week with them too. And then I can't get into a lot of the details. Part of it is public knowledge. Like there's a public notice that mentions them, which makes it that much harder. Like I want to talk about it and I don't know what I can and cannot say without causing issues because they were wrongly listed in this public notice from the FCC to the point where they are basically shut down from business for the past two days. And the the crappy part is they cooperated with government agencies starting last summer, getting subpoenaed for information about what the, the customer of the client was doing, right? They got legal documentation saying, Hey, we want this information, but you can't tell them what's going on. They took that as you cannot cancel their account because we are doing this investigation. (laughs) What the hell, man? So here we are a couple days ago, all of a sudden, one of the one of their smaller uh, telecom carriers shut them down, but they didn't know why. All all the all the email said was you violated our terms of service with a copy of terms of, terms of service, but didn't specify what had happened. But it was late in the day, and they're like, "Oh, we'll deal with this tomorrow." Like it's such a small carrier, no big deal. Yeah, it turns out later that night. Everybody shut them down and then they're up till like three in the morning trying to figure out what to do. And they've been out of business for now two days. So they just, and they just shut them down like immediately, like no notice, no, Hey, we're going to shut you down at the end of this week. Nothing like that. Just right. Boom. Nope. Cutting you off. Nope. It's, it's a, we are, we are afraid of the government. So to protect our ass, we're just going to cut you off in, be done with you, which I understand to a point. So it's more the government agency, the FCC overstepping their bounds, but that's all being worked out. I, I can't go into obviously details on that. So it's been a rough week all around. So stop me if you don't want to get into the, into like the whole subject. Yeah, I will. Well, uh, we, we can, I actually have a similar topic we can talk about, unless there's something specific you want to talk about here. Uh, yeah. I have a similar topic that we can kind of talk about. Very so good. I want to bring up the idea of a canary. And this is sort of a, this is a, a thing from the, the nineties, like the late nineties where the, when the government says you can't notify users that we are doing this thing, that we're interacting with your clients in some way. A canary is a like a cron job or a, a manually executed script that just says, hey, we're not being investigated by the government. And inaction was judged as protected. So when the canary stops being updated, then you know that the government is somehow involved. And and I've never really, like, I've always considered that for companies that are running 
gray area stuff, but it applies to a lot of like modern internet is covering a lot of protected information. Does the, does the situation make you feel like we should be implementing canary type behaviors on all of our stuff? I got to be honest. I have no clue what you just said. (laughs) Well, okay. So let me me touch on another topic that I think kind of impacts pretty much everybody in our business. Maybe possibly it's the concept of businesses building their business based on the service of another business. So, and we're not talking a service like, the, the phone company going out of business. We're saying, hey, uh, we're our business is dependent on this, you know, telephone company or, or, or just this API from this third party. And it becomes this critical piece of infrastructure or, or critical, yeah, critical piece of infrastructure. A single point of failure. Yeah, for another business altogether. And, and another kind of situation like that happened um, recently where uh, GitHub decided, hey, we're going to stop supporting PayPal. And they gave, basically gave everybody about 30 days notice. And nobody understands why they're doing it. It was kind of like this abrupt announcement. And a lot of people who depend on contributions from other people to because that's you know a source of income for them, like open source developers. They're seeing that they're they're seeing this sharp drop of contributors now, where people are are, are not contributing because they were using PayPal and they don't want to use a credit card or whatever the other alternatives are. And it's kind of like that 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 same concept. I, now I don't know why GitHub is is shutting down. And it's, it's, I guess, a little bit in reverse here where they're shutting down their uh, PayPal, accepting PayPal. Um, but the the people who have now started to make a living based on contributions they were getting from other people through PayPal, you know, this is impacting them. And I just, I'm like, wow, you know, how, how frequently, I, I know like pretty much every client we work on, there's a single point of failure that's out of our control, whether it be Stripe, whether it be this company that has this API that processes this, you know, image, there's all these single points of failures. And it's just, it's just a matter of time before one of them actually fails. But, but you can't, you can't say that and then say that you don't understand $4 billion acquisition, Right. Like, no, follow. We in the past we've had a lot of conflict over overpaying for acquiring some other business. Mm-hmm. But when you say if there's a single point of failure and that shuts the whole business down, that single point of failure is worth more than its stock value. It's worth more than the amount of money you have paid to use that service. So there's uh, a, there's a huge value in closing I, I, I that see, single point of failure. I don't think we've always no, I, seen that though. I mean like Twitter, <laughs> it, a lot of these things. Twitter, okay. Like Twitter doesn't count. Twitter, 
Twitter it's, was it's, Elon it's Musk an being example. an ass clown. That's all there was to it. He he talked himself but, into a corner and was an idiot. But if if, if I, I'm trying to think of one of the examples of the past where well, Figma is the big of- example. Where Figma was a competitor to Adobe, and Adobe's entire platform right now is a service suite. Mm. So Figma, if a company well, if a company just needs Figma, Figma, no, but if a company just needs Figma, they either have to pay for the complete Adobe suite to get Figma, or they can just pay Figma for the one application, and that's. A that's a business wise that's a single point of failure. Now it's not a it's for, not technically for Adobe. Yeah, I don't, I still don't follow that because I mean Adobe has plenty of other lines of business, but sure, it's a but Figma was it, beating it, but, Adobe at their own game for a very particular market segment. Right, so they were they were buying it to in, increase their market share. But the, they I were buying the point, it to, to close the point their with Figma, And I forget what the Figma deal was. It was something like $4 billion. $4.7 billion. And that, that was my point. Like, there was no way they'll make, even if the fact. No, they won't. They will never make that back. They'll I just, never, there's just no way. They'll never make it back, except that if you can't get Figma without the complete Adobe suite, then they will absolutely corner the market. And that's worth money to them. Uh, I don't think it's worth $4.7 billion, though. A lot of people do. But, I mean, this this whole concept of single points of failure. I mean, Cisco got bought by, well, Linksys. Linksys got bought by Cisco. Probably. Something like that. Yeah. But one of those things, but, two things happen. But the point of the acquisition was to say, hey, the router market is now involving home users. We want to corner the router market. We want to make sure that when a new protocol is released, no. that our routers I, dominate I that reading, market. I think you're reading a lot into it. My my reading of uh, Cisco and Linksys made perfect sense, right? They were in the same business. Linksys had had the home user. I think Cisco, which was mainly focused on businesses, saw value to that and said, hey, why don't we put our name behind Linksys and just have both business and home? Because that I is... Think, I don't think it was them trying to corner you. Because that is historically against American law. And Competition is supposed to... I, I don't, but I, I don't, I don't think, and, and that's what I'm saying. You're, you're saying that they were trying to circumvent the whole fair competition. I don't think that's what they were doing. I think they, they actually saw their partnership making them a stronger business for both companies. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying companies don't buy companies just to put them out of business. We see that all the time in, in our, our industry. Where you'll buy you'll buy a company because you want their engineers, and you don't want their product. You just want the engineers who created that product, and even that. Well, and they're not really. Yeah, and even that's not really. We want to put them out of business, it's, like you said. It's a value that they see. No, but they. Where they, I get, 
crazy is that how much they're paying for this, the, the value that they're paying for just seems so absurd to me. But we're getting we're we're way off topic. I think. I mean, which is fine for us. It's it's pretty much on brand. <laughs> I just I just think uh, uh, I I was thinking because of the events that happened this week. You know, I I I did a quick kind of check on okay, what is our exposure as far as like if one thing goes out, and and quite honestly, like from a yeah. magazine perspective, if if the printer we use decides to go out of business, that's going to that's going to hurt us because it the way we use them, I, I don't know if there's a lot of other places out there that uh, we could use it. What's so funny, asshole? No, just the 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 way what? you say things. The way you say things like the way we use them always makes me laugh. But there are there are other printer businesses. But I'm saying, if Git, if GitHub was just like, "Hey, fuck all y'all," and disappeared, that's your point of failure. No, no, GitLab, Bitbucket, something. Sure, but all self hosting is easy enough. But everything's gone. Like you, you, that's the whole point of having a decentralized. Repo, it's you. No, nothing's ever all gone. There, there, there are some niceties built around GitHub, like deployment but, and pipelines. Yeah, if you're using Actions, that's one thing. But there are other services out there that do very similar. But we are notoriously not DevOps. You don't even use we, GitHub anymore, do you, Tom? Hello. Used, haven't used it in you, twenty years. Okay. <laughs> You seem to be doing this fine. I'm not so sure that's the single point of failure you thought it was going to be. Hold on. Screen, screenshot this for your Tom's reaction pictures. <laughs> All right. Going back to, to my week, because I'm not done yet, <laughs> believe it or not. Well, well, hold on. Hold on. Before you do that, if you, believe it or not. We are almost 15 minutes into the show, and we haven't got Holy shit. No, 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 no. I, I, I moved the cards around. Let me finish this real quick, and then we can get to that. We talked last week about AWS layoffs, right? I happened to go to get drinks with a friend tonight who worked at AWS who was affected by the AWS layoffs, and I felt so bad. Like, I completely forgot he worked for AWS at the time. And we, we went and got drinks and we we're talking. I'm like, so how was your week? And he's like, yeah, do you remember AWS layoffs? <laughs> like, and, yeah, you know, you have oh, a tech podcast, sh- right? I'm like, ah, right? crap. That sucks. You're right. I'm an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a terrible human being that doesn't remember what, where his friends work. Uh, All right. Now you can move on. <laughs> This uplifting episode has been brought to you by <laughs> Cloudways. If you want to protect your future. Fuck, I don't think it's Cloudways. It's not. And Eric, you're muted. So you're talking like, <laughs> Eric, you're muted. Yeah, Eric's at this point, Eric <laughs> is just an ump at a ball game. If there's a service you don't want to lose, it would be Honey Badger. This episode of PHP Ugly is sponsored by HoneyBadger.io, the web developer's secret weapon. 
Honey Badger offers exception, uptime, and cron monitoring all in one place, and it is easily installed into your web application. Deploy with confidence and be your team's DevOps hero. Their list of features can fit a team of any size. Are you just starting out? Have a fantastic free plan for life that you can use while your traffic is low. Are you an established business? Perfect. You should have a system in place to alert you to errors in real time, not finding out when your web visitors complain, if they ever do. In addition, their third-party integrations will let you connect some of the most commonly used alerting services so that you can know at a moment's notice if things go wrong. Head over to honeybadger.io to sign up for a free account to get started. And while you are listening to a PHP podcast, HoneyBadger supports so many languages, including Ruby, JavaScript, Elixir, Python, Go, and so many more. Head over to HoneyBadger.io and start your trial today. Thank you, HoneyBadger. Hey, Honey cool. That's, that's awesome. I, I have to mention this before we get further. I'm closing on the house tomorrow. Really? Sun- when, I wish you would have told us about that. Sunday is my birthday, and then I have the two days after that off. So I take no responsibility for my behavior in the next week. That's not how that works. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> you can say, I'm totally going to fuck up next week. As, it's not my fault. <laughs> as a homeowner, I can assure you, pretty sure I have this figured out. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, happy birthday. Up. Do you guys like a few days early? Do you guys what are you fifty now? HP stuff. I want to know how old you're going to be. Me too. You you don't <laughs> look like you're a day over fifty three. Very close. Because only eleven years <laughs> off. I am sixty four. <laughs> All right, give us some PHP. I mean, it's it is in the title. So we should probably talk about it. So, I got Ramsey on my ass about it. What? What? Uh, as on. as you guys know, I haven't put anything on our discussion board for a while because I'm buying a house. But there has hey, been. Tom, have you thought about buying a house? There, I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow. There has been some turmoil in the PHP internals about basic math about math is hard no math is hard you gotta give it to them math is hard but somebody submitted a pr that just said uh saner uh mathematical operations in php have you guys seen this at all no, where, why do we have a card on this? This seems uh, like something you would have a card I for. I just said I don't have cards because I've been buying a house. You you literally have a card for this. You just <laughs> you're you're awesome. All right, let's let's open this up and take a look at it. Saner, uh, Saner increment decrement operators. Yeah, boom, right there. Let me let me make this a little bigger for everybody to see. All right. So we as we want to talk about we as PHP developers have lived for a long time in the world of very very loose casting on variables. So if you have 
a variable defined as a and say a plus plus, then now that variable is B, which is a kind of crazy behavior for a programming language. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of discussion as to, well, if you're using an increment or decrement operator on a variable that's not incrementable or decrementable, what are you supposed to do? And and the trick comes down to like mostly JavaScript developers who are used to very, very bizarre language functions where if you say plus plus on a, you get a, a back instead of B, but these operators aren't supposed to be used on strings and cause a lot of these weird buffer overflow behaviors when you're interacting with databases that are cast to integers or uh, JavaScript, which is cast to extended strings and stuff like that. And, there's no PR for this, or there is, sorry, there is a PR for this. There's an RFC for this. But there is so much argument about what is supposed to happen. Because the RFC describes every worst case scenario that you can execute in PHP. Yeah. And, and this is not a PHP issue. This is a this is a programming issue. Right. I think this is a totally conceptual is, thing. Yeah, every language has these same sort of problems. I uh, helping my Spanish speaking son uh, with their Python. Um, I started watching a lot more Python, and it's it's the same same conversation. It feels like that that we have specifically around how math is handled, how it's, it handles math against strings. And so, yeah, like you said, this is a conceptual problem with programming in general. I didn't realize that this conversation was going on. Pretty sure this is because the release managers are so weak. Jesus He's here Christ. in Discord. What am I supposed to do? I've let him slide for too long. It's so much fun. It's too much fun. Actually, I'm looking to hang out uh, with Mr. Ramsey uh, in Chicago and in Nashville. I'm waiting for Mr. Ben to make his move on chess. Let's go. What are you doing listening to us? Go make your chess move. So there, there are a lot of questions in this RFC. Like, if a variable is false and you apply plus plus to it, what does it return? False. False. <laughs> and if you apply negative negative to it, what does it return? False. False. It's still false. <laughs> I mean, why, why would that not make sense? I'm just curious. Guess what? True does the same thing, but true. Because true is true. Now, if but, true but, returns false, but, that would be weird. But if you fetch a Boolean from MySQL, from, from a PDO, you don't get false or true. You get one or zero. 
unless you cast it. So plus plus to a my sequel false is true. And minus minus to a my sequel Boolean is negative one, which evaluates to false depending on how you're evaluating it. It, it, there are a lot of bizarre behaviors. Now you start getting into strings. Obviously, it's going to be bizarre behaviors. But the concept here is that, yeah, you can't plus plus a string. You 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 just can't. It's it's a string. You have to cast it to like a hex or a something that can support it. Because plus plus minus minus will recast a variable depending on what it needs. Right. So currently it works. Or it doesn't. <clears throat> I can't I can't believe I'm trying to contribute to the PHP portion of the PHP podcast. Getting shit on. Because obviously, honestly, I had zero PHP conversation, and I felt bad about it coming into the day. So I'm happy. I'm happy. That uh, I've got a lot of asterisk talk. I've, I've been doing some fun asterisk things, but you your own not PHP. Now? <laughs> well, actually, there was a lot of PHP involved in that. I had to parse XML for the first time in years, and and I could you can use simple. Simple XML load string, JSON. No, you can't. JSON encode, JSON decode, and then you have an array. But it doesn't. It's not complete. I was missing so much yeah. data. I so what, then I had to go go back to simple XML. What happened to XML? Like XML was supposed to be the end all be all of of feeds of controlling how feeds happen. Was it just too complicated? Because I know I've never liked it. I, uh, it uh, before I quoted, I, I never liked I, it. Do you want, I think the wiz, the wisdom kind of screwed Do you it. want the honest uh, yeah. answer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Remote loading of dynamic rule sets. At the very beginning of your XML document, you can say, I'm using rules from this URL. So not only have you put mm-hmm. a third party in charge of your XML definition, but there's no standard behind it anymore. Right. Like it's, the standard is just dynamic and they called that version 1.1. They're like, yeah, one version 1.1 XML is there's no rules anymore. <laughs> like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> like, there's just no rules anymore. Terrible. And and Microsoft pushed that as part of the SOAP protocol. I, I was saying that that was Microsoft was didn't they had something else? It was was it SOAP? Was that Microsoft's thing? So SOAP was Microsoft's attempt at creating a standard for a standard, which was that yeah, this is XML, but there are other rules within the XML that you have to follow. And those rules are defined by an incomprehensible grep statement where it's probably wrong and we have to fix it frequently. Uh, So SOAP, for, for those who don't know, SOAP was 
this concept that data will travel through one server, be modified, and then be sent to the next server. The, the big goal of SOAP was that I did my thing to it and then gave it to you. But the, the I did my thing to it part was I parsed it correctly according to the rules that were initially defined in the SOAP file. I applied my own rules to it and then sent it on to the next guy who applies their own. So, so at the end of the chain, someone could get something incomprehensibly different from the original file, which is completely contrary to any computer science like idea of how data is supposed to be managed. And yeah, it's, X- and JSON is just easier. We'll just put I it love that way. JSON. Well, so JSON is actually defined as, as its own programming language. My my buddy who works at a credit card processor, it, all of their tests are JSON. They have expect, return, uh, submit. How is that a programming language? That's a so because I expect to pass you this and get back that. Because JSON can submit an object. So JSON... Well, it is an object. JSON, right? No, JSON has an object notation and an array notation. Mm-hmm. And so when, when both parties are operating on the same object, then they can load the object, load the data set, process the data set according to the object's rules, and return a, a result set that's either an object or a data set. So JSON has two simple rules, object or data. And if, you, if you're not in sync with what the object represents, then you're out of, you're, you're out of the, the, the scope of the thing that's being done. SOAP was defined as there's no scope except for the scope I send you in the XML header. So you can have any object and you can process data in any way and no one knows what happened in that black box. It's a series of black boxes. And it just doesn't work. It's a great idea, but it just doesn't work. All right. Uh, so we're, we're 10, 10.05 here on the left coast. So I want to make sure before we get too far ahead of ourselves, and we can keep talking, but I do want to thank our... Patreons on Patreon or Patreon supporters. Uh, we do appreciate you. And the show is a little better because of your support. And we thank you for that. I think, John, I mean, you get all sorts of like cool things when you're Patreon supported. We get you a little discount code, secret discount codes that we don't share with anybody else for upcoming conferences and you know, all sorts of fun stuff. Patreon. That's the way. That's the way to go. So thank you, our Patreons. Okay. Uh, shoot, I had something I wanted to talk about um, that wasn't about tech, but I'm going to bring up tech here. I'm excited about tech. Tech is coming. I can't believe I can't believe how little we talked about tech. I know. Oh, that's we what we talked about talk it at all. Um, if if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you like listening to PHP podcasts. We talked last week about. There are 
our reformatted PHP podcast. And I think I talked earlier this year or the end of last year about how I really wanted to give some focus to PHP Roundtable because I, yeah, I really did PHP Roundtable a disservice by not uh, doing it basically for a year. I mean, I'll, I'll give myself some leeway on it. I, last year was an absolutely crazy year for me between taking over the magazine, moving, all that other stuff. There was just a lot of things going on. But I, I do know that now it's not going to get better, right? And I do want PHP Roundtable to be a thing. Well, I, I'm in the process of setting up my next roundtable. It'll, it'll probably be in February. It will It will be in February for sure. Um, I don't even have it on the website yet. But what we're going to do is I'm putting together a panel of people talking about education and development education specifically. How people, people the different avenues people take to become programmers and become developers. Obviously, I wanted a little bit of a PHP focus, but it kind of goes for anything. And uh, we have a couple of uh, people who who are instructors and teach PHP. Uh, we have a couple of students who are coming, going to be on the roundtable. Um, so yeah, look for that in February. And then, of course, I'm I'm going to have the normal normal roundtable panel. Uh, be be a part of it as well if if they would like to so look for that i'm excited i i really do want to try to get php roundtable kind of on a regular regular cadence again uh just for my own sanity i i really like the the idea of roundtable um so yeah look for that uh in the coming weeks but yeah you're right john we have not spoken a lot about tech. Any news on tech? Anything we want to talk about? Because it's just now it's just like we're doing like all the legwork behind the scenes, but like there's nothing really changing for anybody who's you know potentially coming. Except for the price is going to increase at some point. Oh, One right. More time. We talked about next week. Yeah, didn't we? Yeah. Next week. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So if you if you want tech tickets you need to go tell your boss to go buy tech tickets immediately because it really we're just a couple drinks away from saying fuck it let's raise the price that feels that feels unfairly directed towards me probably so that sounds about right i we have a company-wide retreat thing that we're doing in chicago may and I was I was told during a meeting that it was in May. Chicago is all you need now. I was really scared for a little bit that it was going to overlap with PHP Tech. I think you can just make it all one big thing. Make it a team building exercise. So it is going to be one big thing for me. Uh, it's I'm gonna I'm literally gonna fly to. San Fran and do the whole thing, and then from San Fran, fly to Chicago. So, in other words, you're not bringing your team with you. I'm working on it. I'm trying to find an open mind. <laughs> I can't get into it. It's too 109 much. days away. How many PHP developers do you have, Tom? At, at, at that do company, I have. 
that that not you at that company five six? If, if you have to think about it that much it's a, it's a big enough number where a significant amount of them should be going to this conference is there you, is there you talk kind you of- talk about the, the change that you've made where they were doing things the old way and not using best practices okay. so it sounds like Haven't the larger percentage of the team reason <laughs> Sounds like a larger percentage of the team needs that. I am a firm believer that these kinds of conferences are not only a recruiting opportunity, especially with the number of people that have been laid off recently and in a company that is hiring talent, but it is also an opportunity for people who want to learn and, enri- and enrich themselves. <clears throat> I am not in any way trying to diminish the value of PHP tech. I am trying to promote this within my company. It's just difficult from the position that I'm in. Okay. That was a, that was, that was an abrupt end to that statement, but Hey John, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do we want to share any like, is there, is there we, some kind what, of group buy we, bonus is like, if you send, 20 developers to PHP tech. Is there a contact me directly? How about that? Yeah. Yes. We, we can make things happen. We can make things happen. (sighs) So do we, you're you're asking me a question. I, 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 I kind of want to talk about what we might be doing, but since we don't know if we're doing it yet, I don't know if we should specifically around the March timeframe. Is it butt stuff? (laughs) I mean the way the way you're wording it, it sounds like butt stuff. I know. I don't. I don't know how much. I don't know how comfortable John feels like talking about this stuff. What, what about what? I don't know what you're talking about. Driving March long distances. Oh, I'm fine sharing that. I don't care. John and I, we're still acquiring assets from our purchase of PHP Architect, and one of those assets. Well, actually, this is a separate deal, um, not part of the acquisition of PHP Architect, which by the way, Tom, we did not buy to have a corner on the market of PHP <laughs> magazines or anything. So you can squash uh, that, I think I said that right off the bat. So I, thought, I thought I said Zend was the corner in the market. One, one of the things we did is the company that was running PHP Tech, uh, all for one productions. Is that what it was? Or all for one events? I think they had a bunch of equipment. Obviously, for these conferences they were running. Well, they're no longer running conferences, and we need equipment. And they had a bunch of equipment, so we went ahead and purchased the equipment from them for the conference, so that we don't have to pay for audio visuals. Audio visual things, and the only issue is John and I live in California. Our conference is going to be in Chicago, which, if you're not familiar with how our country is laid out, it's kind of in kind of in the middle of the country. Like John and I are on the far west coast, as as low as you can get in the country and still be in the U.S. Chicago is, and yet you can't stop by his house when you're driving by. Pretty far north, uh, kind of in the middle of the country, and all the equipment is in Maryland, which is the east coast, about 
about the middle of the country on the East Coast. So it, somehow, John and I have got to get the equipment, which is in a trailer. It's a huge trailer filled with, with equipment. We've got to get the equipment from Maryland to Chicago in time for the conference. It, it, ideally, from Maryland to Chicago, giving us enough time to kind of go through it and make sure everything's working and, and all that. Figure out, figure out what we are going to need right, that what, what isn't there. So, like, we're, like, you know, talking about smoking bandit, going whole smoking bandit and just, like, flying out to Maryland, getting it and just driving nonstop to Chicago and dropping it off and all this before – well before the actual conference. So, like, we would fly home from Chicago. We'd find, like, storage in Chicago and store it and then fly home and then fly back to Chicago, pick it back up, and take the hotel. Because we, need, because we need time to go through everything. But at the same time, don't want to do it now because there's friggin' snow in places. <laughs> and did we mention we're in Southern California? We don't deal with snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was – John hit me up. He's like, hey – uh, you know, how do you feel like uh, about going out to Maryland next month and, and getting getting the uh, stuff? I'm like, yeah, no, it seems good. And then John's wife is like, "What are you stupid?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's about you, how it I'll, I'll jump from... off a cliff. Sure, <laughs> you drive from Maryland, Maryland to Chicago no, in no, February. No. You're gonna have to Maybe double your life insurance for that. <laughs> so yeah. That's uh, that's that's happening. Uh, and, and Ramsey wants to go with us, so perfect. If, yeah, Ramsey. If only we had a number of people on the way who were literally paying supporters of the podcast and wanted to help us out, whose names should currently be scrolling through the screen. I swear to God, why did I give you this fucking power? There we go. Wait. You're muted. You're muted. We, we've already gone through this slide. This slide was up for like 10 minutes. What are you talking about, Tom? You're drunk again, <laughs> aren't you? This is why I have this power now. This is why you lost it. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Wait till next week. It's going to be even better. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh. We've already been forewarned. Ooh, next yeah, week, we, I might not be around. Definitely, um, definitely open to other, like John and I. It's not something we want to do. We've, I, I told him like, hey, didn't you ever watch Shipping Wars? Like that's their whole business. You just pay somebody to move stuff from point A to point I, B. I will handle it. That's, that's, <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I can't go a mile from my house, but I'll handle it. No, I've I'll got. I have three teenagers and a wife who really wants to go to Chicago. I can make it happen. Oh, uh, I think we need it there a put, little earlier hey, than there. Should put your faith in me. I swear, to God, yeah, Eric, I'll book, I our, I I'll, swear, I'll book our trip soon. Just yeah, you do that. <laughs> just run I'm the, like an aisle seat, John. Run the numbers. Just run the numbers. We're all hey, we're all friends here, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, Tom is running out of out of juice apparently, so uh, we're we're gonna wrap this up. I think that's going. To do be not, bad. no, do not force me to leave on that note. I, okay, okay. Shit, you got a better, you got a better <laughs> note you want to leave on? 
<laughs> How about a high C? <laughs> oh, high C. Uh, All right. I don't. You know, I I wish I had Doom and Gloom. I want to. I want to go over this real quick. Doom and Gloom is a channel on our Discord that gets a lot of coverage because I used to just do Doom and Gloom for a long time on the podcast, and I'm not very active on Discord. But I have to point out the number of hey your microwave or your Wi-Fi is tracking you physically in your room posts warm my heart. I might not reply to every one of them, but absolutely your microwave is watching you. <laughs> okay, real quick, let me let me let me go off the top of my head. Listen. I I, uh, I shared I shared a couple of weeks ago and I talked about this and I, I just don't want to like harp on it again but like appreciate people you're with okay I, that's all I'm going to say about that you just appreciate people whether they're friends whether they're family whether they're loved ones if they're important to you just I appreciate Tom every week and yeah so just do that it's important. Um, but what I want to, want to say is, uh, look, uh, your failures don't have to define you. Your failures shouldn't define you, right? Your failures only define you if you don't try to work through them. We all fail. We don't all, we all learn and we all have to understand and, and we come up with new things. What can define you are your successes. As long as your failures lead you to success they weren't really failures so don't give up like if you're struggling learning php if you're struggling learning a new uh pattern design pattern something like that it's it's easy it's easy to to stop and then that defines you you become that person who couldn't do something but don't just kind of push through and and just let that be part of the journey um, that's going to be my words for this week. It's just, you know, don't let failure defi- define you and, and keep pushing through. We're here, especially in the PHP community. One of the most supportive programming communities out there. There's always somebody here, whether it's coding, whether it's personal, whether it's I need to move equipment from Maryland to Chicago. You'd be surprised how quickly people step up and are willing to help. So, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, that's going to be it. Uh, hold on Episode- one second. 320. One second. You are fucking with my ending here. Yeah, you I are am. pissing me off. Save it Go for ahead. after the show. I, no, I, I work in the mental health uh, community, and if you're listening and you have mental health concerns and you need therapy or want therapy, please let me know. Uh, I am immensely appreciative of all of the people that listen to us that are members of our discord. And, uh, I would, I would never want to deny helping anyone under any circumstances, whether you listen to us or not. So just let me know on discord, uh, we're all here for you. Mental health is so, so important. 
I really think you should consider reaching out to Joe Ferguson, Tom. I, I think you working with OSMI could be like a uh, powerful little combination. You should really do that. I, 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 I've said this in the past and I've, I've mentioned it to Joe and Joe was just like, don't give that guy my email, but listen, <laughs> that's how confident I am on this. Yes. We we've got an official word, Ramsey, Mister Know It All. It's OSMI <laughs> or OSMH. They're going by both. Ugh! No, I, am, I, I do. I do prefer OSMH myself personally. I am. I understand the branding that they have. I am so appreciative of all of the people that communicate with us, and and I, I just. Time for I love you. I love it's you. Time to go to, it's, 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 thank you. Episode 320 of PHP Ugly is in the books. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'm going to drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'm going to send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host named Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the people love me shouts out to php the ugly it's called ugly because it's not professional but i'm about to come through and bless you with style so let's do it when i'm spitting i perfume the room yo the segment of the show is called doom and gloom that came from thomas yeah can nobody go beyond this i get the mic and then i'm about to keep it like a promise yeah and y'all know we fill them up with anguish we talking about the php the programming language about to break it down no exaggeration what do y'all do for a living web applications okay i can dig it my words spray tight uh they're getting together on the thursday nights yeah when it comes to rhyming you can call me the new dude i spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on youtube so let's get it you know my lyrics are major all up in the comments they got plenty of haters but they doing what they doing keep it ugly we end in every show with the saying it's lovely let's go yeah come on hey